Welcome back to Making Video Your Business. Uh, today I'm joined um, by my friend and uh, client, uh, Mark Burgess, who owns an incredible company uh, called Iceberg. Mark, uh, thanks so much for coming all the way from London to join us. <laughs> yeah, it was a big journey. A massive journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy, right? Yeah. Grantham King's Cross. Yeah, yeah, it's freezing up here in the north. It's not the, <laughs> said it's not the north, it's the middle. Um, Mark, can you give me a bit of an overview of what you do now and where you find yourself having, you've got quite an interesting history, really, of, of business growth and, and, and stuff. Can you just give us a bit of a, a potted history of some of that? I've got around 30 years experience now in this estate agency industry in one way or the other. But for the last 25 years, I've uh, built up various different businesses. I've written a couple of best-selling books uh, around marketing and data and how to build businesses. Um, I've built seven-figure businesses, eight-figure businesses now. I run Iceberg Digital as the day job is is what I do. I'm the CEO. Um, Iceberg Digital has various different products and services that yep. agents really use if they're looking for a transformation in the way that they work. One of the biggest products, your CRM product, which is kind of like a, a landmark piece of software that stacks of agents across the country use. Um, what does that software do for agents? Yeah, so Lifecycle, it's for people that are looking for a different way of working. So on my journey, um, I sort of stumbled through business for probably the first um, 15 years, just trying to make a little bit more money one day than I was making the day before. And then fortunately, I managed to stumble into this incredible group of entrepreneurs that had all built hundred million pound businesses. I spent more time with these people and you know how the, how the saying goes, you are a product of the people you hang around with. Mm. I started to just see things a little bit differently. They all were saying the same things, stuff that I'd never really thought about before in business. And I, I changed the way that I worked. And as I say, from there, went on and built eight figure businesses. And so I immediately started relating that back down to a state agency because that's my background. And we built Lifecycle. So Lifecycle is a marketing and a CRM system in one, but it's not really for people that think to themselves, oh, you know, I'm a bit bored of my CRM. I might go and use that. Yeah. You know, it really does require you to be at the point where you think to yourself, I'm open to the idea that like I could, there could be a whole new way of working out there that I wasn't aware of, but mm. you know, it might be a little bit painful getting over there. And that's why we have so many services around it, like coaching and obviously there's basic training, but coaching in terms of why, why is it like this and how does it work like this? So we have our Estate X platform and obviously now we have a website business. If I started a business today, a CRM system is the first thing I'd put in, whereas we only put one into our business last year, hmm. you know, four or five years down the line, because actually we just dealt on email and face-to-face -face and a lot of our stuff was referral and word of mouth and all that sort of stuff. But actually, when you start to almost analyze your business, you backfill a lot of these things that I guess, you know, you and I now, if we started from zero again, you go, right, okay, well, we need a marketing strategy. Yeah. We need a CRM system in. We need a database. We need all these things. And you go and find those things first before you went off and did what you were doing, right? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you know, cash flow has to allow for these things. It becomes easier, obviously, as cash flow gets gets uh, easier for you. But if you think back in your business to maybe a stage that you feel like you've moved on from, back then you didn't know what you know now. And so you have to sort of, at some point, you, you have to realize that, Whatever the next stage of your business is, 
isn't going to feel normal. So the next level of your business is one that you don't really understand yet. If you're going to go, you know what, we're just going to make little tweaks here and there and carry on what we're doing. That's all fine as well, but you're going to stay exactly there. Mm. Someone's going to have to show you some form of something that is not normal for you. Um, at the moment, softwares for estate agents have all been based around completing the transaction. So does this, does the software do sales, lettings, and property management? If it does, brilliant, I'll be able to conduct my work. That's fine. And we sort of broke that apart and started with everything in business is downstream of lead generation and nurturing. And And we focus more on that. How in your everyday work will it lead back to generating more business? Because an estate agent every day is interacting with tons of people, especially more so now in some of the things that we might talk about on this uh, recording about content marketing and the way that they do things. They're, they're interacting with tons and tons of people that are not ready to do a transaction with them. So then what? What, you're going to spend all that time, money and effort doing all these things and the only system you've got in place is one if somebody says I'd like to put my house on the market today please everything else forget it like that doesn't make any sense what we did was we broke it apart and said oh, actually like the property management side of estate agency is 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 kind of another department it doesn't really fit in with winning business doing viewings all of that sort of stuff it's it's almost like in a in a normal business it's like the finance or the support department and they would run their own systems actually marketing and sales needs to be joined together yeah i've said that so many times like marketing sales and finance don't all need to be joined together no our approach on it is slightly different and as i say as with everything we do it sometimes takes people a little bit to get their head around but i can say categorically if they do go into it with an open mind and embrace everything and want to make a change in their business then it's universally a success obviously video and the advent of using video to a, a high level has only been in the last probably five, 10 years. But how have you used visuals as a, as a whole to start to propel your businesses forward? Google did a great piece of research that I've spoken about a couple of times in the books that I've written called The Zero Moment of Truth. Why do people buy from certain people? Why, why does this happen? Why are some people so adamant that an iPhone is the best phone? And why are some people so adamant that it's something else? And it, it's this thing called 7114. Basically, if you spend seven hours with somebody, have 11 touch points and see them in four different locations, part of the brain opens up and you move over into this side of the brain where the person feels like they know, like, and trust you. The best example I can probably give on a, on a micro level would be you go to the gym for the first time and you get on the treadmill and there's someone next to you that gets on and starts running like a superhero and we don't speak. And the next time I go, I get on the treadmill, he gets on the treadmill next to me. And again, it's like, right. The third time that happens, I probably sort of give him a little, huh, all right. You know, the fourth time that happens, I'm probably, possibly even getting into a little conversation with him maybe. And I might find out, you know, he does something similar to what I do and we get into conversation and it goes on from there. And I I don't know this person. It's just I've had a certain amount of interaction with him. The great thing is, is that, our brains can't really tell the difference between meeting that person physically and meeting them digitally. The, the brain doesn't really 
it doesn't it doesn't sort of it doesn't differentiate, differentiate between, between the two. Yeah. If I can produce quality enough content, and that's that's a key part, that people decide they want to watch that content, and over time they watch over seven hours of that content and see it in four different locations. Perhaps they see it on Facebook, perhaps they see it on TikTok, perhaps they see it on YouTube, wherever. It's just biology. It's not a yeah, but what if they don't like you? No, they will like you. So it becomes an unconscious decision. <laughs> yeah, they, they will at least know and trust you. Yeah. Like, they may not like you. Yeah. So it's a, it's <clears throat> in, ter- in terms of the question, how did we use it, in, how we used it in business, we've used it exactly that purpose, you know, to, to position ourselves as, pe- as someone that people can get to know, like, and trust without us having to use up any of our time to do it. So... Actually, there's been an evolution. There's being an evolution now in 2024 with um, with Iceberg and, and with Lifecycle in general. And you've actually launched a new a new product called Neuron. Effectively, because of the AI within it, it knows loosely who you are as a viewer of a website, and it reaugments and serves up the right sort of data to the person viewing the website. And so your your website is almost a it's changing based on the the user experience. How important do you think visuals are becoming as part of web development? Well, I guess for a lot of people, it 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 feels like they they create a website because they should. And you know that might sound stupid because someone might be listening, going like, "Well, yeah, you should. Like, you know, yeah, you need yeah, to be yeah. on the web." It's like, yeah, okay, but why? Well, you know, so that customers can find you, right? Okay, so now we're getting somewhere. So without customers being able to find you, very little point in a website. Mm. So I know it's not the topic, but that's one objective that we need to figure out. Yeah. How are people going to actually find this site? And then what? Mm. Well, then they're going to come to the site and they're going to learn about your business. Well, But what are they going to learn about your business? And how are they going to learn about the business? You know, so many times you meet a company whereby either on the one hand, they struggle to know why they exist. They've never really been able to pinpoint it. And, you know, that's a task that they can they can solve. And on the other hand, you meet businesses whereby they do know why they exist and they're pretty passionate about it. And then you go to their site and it doesn't say any of that because they made the site because they were supposed to have a website. Of course, you also have to remember that, like, you know, technology is moving on so fast in terms of, like, 3G, 4G, 5G, how accessible video is. Even if you built a website five years ago, you probably weren't, overloading it with video even three years ago even three years ago right i mean like you know yeah okay maybe maybe you might have obviously youtube's been around a long time you might have done something with youtube but today on a mobile phone on a 4g or certainly a 5g network i don't i don't i'm not going to have a problem viewing video no um so so then it begs the question based on what we were just talking about with 7114 and and communicating your purpose why would you not want to be on your website as if somebody just walked into your company yeah met you and met you like why would you not want to do that and i guess maybe people would throw up well i'm just not that comfortable in front of camera okay but that again is probably just because you probably don't stand in front of the mirror having conversations with yourself very often but other people do yeah so there is no difference i know you're going to be self-conscious watching yourself but no one else is going to think that you look like w- weird. 
Yeah, because they see you that way <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, you are. That is how you look. Yeah, if they met you in person, that's how you look. That's right. Yeah. You know, we sit down here to do the podcast and I'm like, oh, you know, make sure, you know, look as best as I can. That is, that is how you look, Mark. That is yeah, how yeah. you sound, Mark. Like, so if you're, if you're okay meeting people, then you should be okay doing video. You know, if I think back to when I first started doing video, probably 2016, mm. 17, something mm. like that. Yeah, it does feel uncomfortable. And I guess you do have questions about, well, what am I going to do a video about? So I think even, even myself, I often still think, well, what am I going to do some content about? I think of something, I think that's not really that useful. Yeah. And for some reason I end up doing it and it's more popular than the things that I thought was useful, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So some of the mistakes that I probably made... Uh, were one I tried to be somebody different to who I am on camera you know I, I wore a suit and I tried to look like a professional you know business person and and I was uncomfortable on camera yeah and one day I said to my partner um I'm I think I'm gonna wear a t-shirt and she would look at me and was just like you can't go on do a professional business video with your tattoos out and i was kind of like uh, it's different it is different now i mean we are talking like you know nearly t 10 years ago yeah yeah um like as a, there weren't that there wasn't that much video and so therefore like you know it was a bit strange so i went and I, I i the person who was doing the filming for me at the time i mentioned it to them and they said i think we think it's a great idea yeah. and i immediately was just a bit more comfortable and then i started to slowly realize the very worst place you can be is bang in the middle of the road yeah you know you're going to have to be on one side or the other. And what that means is that, like, some people are going to go, is this a joke? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember meeting the president of the National Association of Estate Agents once, and he was like, you know, I really like all your content and stuff, but, like, sometimes I feel like you forgot to get dressed. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's just the way that. it is. Like Those people your who are your clients, and I know it's business and their clients and whatever, and you are friendly with your clients you know you get the best out of people if you have a really strong and friendly working relationship clients that are horrible to you i often you know find myself actually saying to people like oh, you've made a mistake you think that we're a company that wants to take money off of people that absolutely ha we hate and hate us yeah, like that's yeah. not what that's we want to do, do. Yeah. you are still going to have people that voice their opinion especially if you're putting content out on social media which yeah, is yeah, probably course, yeah. a must yeah you are going to have people that occasionally say like what sort of a shirt is that you can brush it off but you know that sort of stuff does you know you make it makes you question certain things um i just i got to the stage whereby i started to realize i personally don't wouldn't buy anything from somebody in a suit. And so why was I putting a suit on? Because I was supposed to. Yeah. It was like this was all madness. Yeah. And then suddenly it started fading away. And the second mistake I made was thinking that I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. No, I've got nothing to talk about. You have got stuff to talk about. If a client walked into your office today, what's some of the most common things that they ask you? And people are just really off. Yeah. And yeah. I often say to somebody, they go, Oh, I don't know what to write about. If I'm talking to an estate agent, I might say, like, I don't know. What's um what's something you get asked on valuations a lot? Mm. And they'll go, oh, I often get asked about asked about well, whether now is the right time to sell. And, yeah. And what do you say? Oh, I say this, 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 and this. Oh, great! You just did your first video. If your content's good enough to do Seven Eleven Four, that's it. That's it. And then people will. We've had events. We've done events to. before whereby someone's read 
both my books, they've watched loads of videos, they've come to an event, and at the end, they've gone, I really want to work with you guys. What's, 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 what is it you do again? The same can be said when you think about Nike or Apple or whatever. If Apple put the new iPhone out, if they put 500 quid on the price tag, no one question it. So many companies get caught up on price. It's, it's irrelevant. It really is. I know I have the conversation so many times over and over again. No, no, you don't understand. In our market, it's different. In our town, it's different. And in our industry, it's different. It's not different. It's like if it was different, then it wouldn't be possible for five guys to be right next door to McDonald's and McDonald's to be selling a double cheeseburger for like £2.50 and five guys to be charging £9.70. Like you can't get any more commoditized than that. It's a it's a hamburger, <laughs> right? So how is this possible? You know, I deal a lot with estate agents, and the estate agents constantly. I've got one client at the moment. They charge eight hundred and ninety five quid, and they know it's too cheap. And I said, well, "What do you want to charge them?" And they're like, "Well, I'm thinking maybe we could get it up to like fifteen hundred. And I'm like, "What? Why fifteen hundred?" Well, you know, it's difficult around here. People won't pay much more than that. It's not, we're not in London. And I'm like, but why 1500 There's agents doing it for nothing. Like, yeah, Strike will do it for nothing. So it's irrelevant what other agents are doing. Oh, but you can't go too far. And that's right in the sense that for the, for the brain to make a decision, it needs comparisons. Mm -hmm. It has to have a comparison. You buy a drink when you're abroad, immediately you start thinking like what's this how much is this in england and then you work out whether yeah, it's yeah, value yeah. or whether yeah, it's yeah. not value right you have to have comparisons just to how the brain works and what estate agents do is they go and they give a price and then the person has to compare it against another estate agent's price hmm. when you go into uh behavioral economics and you take it a little bit further than that you can create the comparisons for them they don't, so they don't have to go and do it somewhere else. So this lady said to me, actually, we're, we're thinking maybe we might make three packages. We might make one for people that only want to pay 895 because we're a bit worried about losing that, those people. We might make the 1500 quid one, and then we'll make pe one for people that have got like really expensive houses. And I was saying to her, like, no, that's that doesn't work because they're three decent packages. So still, I'm none the wiser. Now I've got to compare your expensive package with an expensive estate agent, your mid-range package with a mid-range agent, and the low-price one with a low-price. That's not how it works. The way it works is like this. You have three packages. One of them is a decoy. It's so ridiculous that it gets dismissed straight away. That leaves two to be compared. And one of them is significantly better than the other. So as an example, The Economist did this. Uh, test with students that were currently studying economics and they got 100 students in the room and they gave them two choices they said you can you can either subscribe to the online economist for five pounds or you can have the printed version for 15 pounds a month and almost all of them said well just go with the online version okay they left they got another 100 students in and they gave them three choices. They gave them online at five pounds, printed at 15, or printed and online for 15. And about 60 or 70% went for printed and online at 15. Mm. Because in their head, what they did 
was they dismissed online. It's too far out there. I'm now I can have printed for fifteen or printed and online for fifteen. Well, that's the better option. They they did the comparison themselves. It's about seven eleven four. Getting back to the the subject, it's about making people know, like, and trust you, creating content that they will actually find useful. There's not that much point in creating content going, hey, if you're looking to sell your house, I'm the estate agent you should call. That doesn't lead to someone consuming seven hours of con of your content. That leads to them just going like, oh, who's this guy? What leads them to consuming seven hours of content is is useful stuff. There doesn't yeah. need to be anything. You don't have to sell anything. There's no sales in there. What would you say that moving into 24, 25 were your top three tips for either getting content started or just general business tips from a, from a visual perspective? What would your top tips be? So let's keep it on video for a minute. I've seen people try to create professional video in an amateur environment, and that's a really bad mistake, I think. You know, they maybe get a white sheet and hang it up on the wall and film it with the iPhone. And you're not kidding anybody. I can see you've got a white sheet and you're in your kitchen. So either do the video in your kitchen, no problem. Just don't try and hide it or get it done professionally. You know, it's not, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of pounds anymore no. to be able to use somebody that can create you footage that looks very professional. And it has a massive effect if you do that. That said, I do still believe it's all about the content. Mm. You know, I can film a great piece of content on top of a hill on a windy day. If it's great content, people will watch it. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's nice to have a mixture to see that there's a professional element to and it. And you're too. investing in your business. Yeah, you're investing in your business. You're taking it seriously. It's not, yeah. you know, it, it adds a little bit of credibility, I think. That doesn't stop you from also doing some stuff yourself. Coming away from video, um, I would say it's critical for any company to really understand why they exist, their vision, their mission. You only you can only get where you're going if you know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> you have a plan. You gotta you've got to know I'm trying to get here. Yeah. And then you can make the breadcrumbs to get back and and you can you can only see your success looking backwards. So I guess that leads me on to the third point, which is it's it's almost impossible to be happy unless you look back your goals will always be on the horizon. So, you know, there would have been a point in my life whereby the the business that I've got today would have been everything I ever wanted in life. But as you're, as you're on that journey, let's say, imagine what the ultimate looks like for you now. It's sitting there on the horizon. And if you can ever get there, everything in life will be great. But when you get to the horizon, there's still the horizon and you're still going to go, yeah, but if I could just do this now, and you'll always be a little bit unhappy if you do that, you have to stop and look back and go, what's happened? Yeah. This is crazy. And then you can really, truly be happy. Um, so I don't know if that's helped someone build a business, but I think it helped, certainly helps you in terms of like having some form of happiness with what you've actually managed to achieve. Mark, I could talk to you all day about... <laughs> business and stuff thank you so much for your time i really appreciate you coming to see us yeah no problem at all thanks for having me on